T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. One ball, two strike pitch from Nicasio. It is on the way to Andrew Benintendi. Swung on and looked into shallow center field, a base hit. Game is tied. Devers scores. Recapping the Red Sox win against the Mariners. The pitch. J.D. hits one up the middle, a base hit. Red Sox lead. Swihart scores. Here comes Betts right behind him. Throws cut off. Back into the infield. It's a two-run single for J.D. Martinez, and the Red Sox lead it 12-10. to 10. Dial 617-779-7937. Red Sox Review with Ken Laird on WEEI. All right, from Fenway Park, we continue. And I uh, want to mention that Arch Painting bringing our last uh, wrap-up uh, to you on the uh, tail end of the postgame show and our weather for tomorrow, Saturday, 64 degrees, occasional rain in the afternoon, all brought to you by Arch Painting. It is Red Sox Review. I'm Ken Laird, a 14-10 win for the Red Sox tonight. This one looked like they were down and out on two occasions, but if you stuck with them, uh, it paid off for you. But the big uh, you know, stories in this game for sure the bigger story, the hubbub, the uh, the buzz, if you will, the drama was uh, all coming from a tweet from Michelle McPhee about an hour or so, uh, actually about an hour and a half before first pitch tonight. Uh, Michelle tweeting out, and of course, Michelle, a tremendous investigative reporter. She was uh, very instrumental in helping to break that Aaron Hernandez story back with us on Kirk and Callahan uh, a couple years ago now. But uh, she tweeted out that Hanley Ramirez is being eyed in connection with an ongoing federal and state investigation. Uh, and we were going to have her on here momentarily with uh, further details. And it's a, it's a bizarre story uh, from what it appears, from what we can piece together. And I think we do have Michelle on the line right now, kind enough to stick with us here through the postgame. And I know she's out with some uh, friends as well, trying to enjoy some downtime, Michelle. But I'm, I'm, I'm assuming things have been pretty busy for you here in the last couple hours. Thanks for coming on. Well, there's never downtime for me. You know that. I'm always on yep. the clock. Exactly. Well, I guess let's just start with your tweet uh, from back uh, about an hour and a half before the game began. Haley Ramirez, I'd in connection with an ongoing federal and state investigation. What can you tell us for people who uh, have missed the initial report? Uh, what's the latest? So, listen, first of all, I want to credit Kirk and Callahan. You know, these guys, I think, have been on the story from the very beginning. And then that prompted me to call a lot of my sources and say, well, what is going on? And as it turns out, um, Hamley Ramirez was released from the Red Sox roughly two days after there was, a, there was a very questionable car stop. They call it a wall-off. And we know that there was a massive federal takedown of a fentanyl ring based in Lawrence uh, in New Hampshire with the U.S. attorney. And just like the MS-13 case I just wrote about, uh, that was wildly successful for the U.S. Attorney's Office in Massachusetts. This is what happens. They lock up the 45 people. Some of them roll. They give up others. And there was a man named Delcio Rodriguez who got caught in this big federal takedown. Well, now we have a joint state and federal prosecution 
it's, it's partly the DEA, it's the FBI, it's the U.S. Attorney's Office in Massachusetts, it's the U.S. Attorney's Office in New Hampshire, and a man named Del Cio Rodriguez is arrested in a car stop, and there's a box in the vehicle that he is driving during this car stop. He tells the cops, listen, you can search my car, that's not a problem, but you can't look in that box. Well, of course, that immediately raises up the cops. Why can't we look in the box? Well, the box belongs to Hanley Ramirez. Of course, the police are skeptical, and what does this suspect do? He FaceTimes with Hanley Ramirez, who is immediately recognizable to the police officers, obviously. So what does this mean? It doesn't mean that Hanley Ramirez is in any way charged with a crime. But it certainly puts him in the realm of this ongoing, you know, multi-jurisdictional task force that's looking into this sprawling fentanyl ring that's operating out of Lawrence, Massachusetts. Michelle, do you, to the best of your knowledge, I mean, do you expect Hanley to be charged at some point, or what's the next step in, with his involvement or alleged potential involvement? I guess. Well, I think that you know, uh, listen, there's no way to predict in any way what is going to happen to Hanley Ramirez. He has not been charged with any crime whatsoever. But I do know that this FaceTime conversation prompted some uh, eyebrow raising from federal and local law enforcement, and they're taking a hard look at what kind of connection he had to the suspect who was on June 8th arraigned on charges that he had 435 grams of fentanyl in his possession along with crack cocaine. So when you have a drug suspect that FaceTimes with a Red Sox player about a box that they later learned, uh, pursuant to a a search warrant, contained fentanyl, I think that it raises a lot of questions. And the Red Sox today, you know, um, the Red Sox got right back to me, and Kevin Gregg said, look, you know, our decision to cut Hanley Ramirez had absolutely nothing to do with an ongoing investigation. We had no idea there was an ongoing investigation. But I will point out the timeline is the this car stop happened on May 30th, and Hanley Ramirez, I believe, was released on June 1st. Well, he was designated for assignment May 25th, but correct, they finally cut him loose June 1st. So I guess there was a process that had already started, but... Yes, the timing is very interesting, to say the least. Well, the timing is interesting, and I think, you know, uh, the fact that the Red Sox, which is a very smart organization, would eat a $15 million contract for a guy like Hanley Ramirez is telling, no? I I don't think there's any question about it. And um, You spoke to the Red Sox, and uh, baseball has also weighed in, saying they have had no knowledge of the investigation, and Hanley's agent said that Hanley had no knowledge as well, correct? You know what? uh, His agent never called me back, Adam Katz. I did reach out to him in his L.A. office. I never heard back from him, so I'm not sure what his take is. But my understanding is is that he had no comment earlier to some DEI uh, personnel. Mm. So, look, we're not saying that there's an imminent arrest record. We're not saying that there is an indictment looming for Hanley Ramirez. But what we are saying is that there was a suspect who was arrested on a very significant drug charge, and that suspect had some very personal contact with Hanley Ramirez. 
and that contact came two days before he was cut. Now, you can draw conclusions from that, perhaps, or you can just look at the facts. And the facts are is that Hanley Ramirez was cut two days after this car stopped. We're joined by Michelle McPhee, ABC News investigative reporter here on Red Sox Review, talking about the latest with Hanley Ramirez and the ongoing federal and state investigation. Do you know definitively, Michelle, whether the car that was stopped was belonged to Hanley, or is that unclear? Not at all. It was not involved. It was not in any way connected to Hanley. The only connection to Hanley thus far, according to my law enforcement sources, is the FaceTime conversation that took place. Obviously, law enforcement, you know, recognized. Hanley Ramirez, and, and I want to be clear, Hanley Ramirez denied any connection to the box that we later learned contained uh, illegal drugs. I see. So basically, Delcio Rodriguez is just, quote-unquote, rolling on him. He's accusing Hanley of, uh, of owning the box, but we don't know what their relationship is really beyond that he's got his number on FaceTime. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, of course, the cops are skeptical. You know, you have a driver who gets pulled over in, a, in what the police would refer to as a wall-off. Uh, and in this wall-off, they say, can we search the vehicle? Sure, you can search the vehicle. You just can't search this box. The box, he's claimed to police, belongs to Hanley Ramirez. Hmm. The police are obviously skeptical. Oh, sure. You're connected to Hanley Ramirez. Then they're shocked to see that the suspect then FaceTimes Hanley Ramirez, who is immediately recognizable in this conversation on FaceTime. Michelle, the, the so, what? W- go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say what was found in the box, um, and fentanyl is the name thrown out. This The street name is China White. Is that correct? I mean, this is a, a pretty serious drug. You know what? I don't know what the street name is. All I know is that fentanyl has been blamed in the deaths of 20,000 Americans annually in recent years. And I know that fentanyl is blamed for uh, hundreds of deaths in Massachusetts every year. And I know that law enforcement has been trained that it's fatal upon contact. So this is not steroids. This is an A-Rod, you know, trying to beef up. This is a very serious investigation and I think there are uh, serious allegations involving this fentanyl ring we don't know what Hanley Ramirez's role is in this case but we do know that he has been questioned by law enforcement about his relationship to this particular suspect and and the drug ring in question is based as did you say in Lawrence or New Hampshire it's in Lawrence so there's a federal case in New Hampshire connected to a number of suspects that are based in Lawrence. I see. And is there any Dominican connection at all, or that's just at this point unclear? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, categorize it as a Dominican connection, but I can tell you that you know there's public information available in the court records that suggests that many of the defendants are in fact Dominican. Gotcha. All right, well, Michelle, I'm, I'm sure you know, you're going to be uh, super busy with this over the next couple of days as this unfolds, but uh, can't thank you enough for the time. And as you mentioned, Kirk and Callahan, uh, huge friends of yours, and you guys had the huge Aaron Hernandez story a few years ago as well. So, uh, Do you remember uh, when everybody said that story was wrong? I know. I can I clearly recall certain people from the Globe with the first name Chad ripping me extensively for that story that turned out to be right. 
there's no question about it. And I mean, just gut feeling, do you feel like there's a ton more coming here in the next few days of this, or it's just, uh, we'll see what happens as far as the investigation goes? I will say as an investigative reporter, I'm somebody who is continuing to dig, and I think that there's a lot more to come. Well, Michelle, thanks. We appreciate your time. Well, thank you very much for having me. All right, Michelle McPhee there from, uh, well, she's uh, with a, a couple of different um, uh, organizations at this point, but uh, primarily investigative journalist, ABC News. She does some work for Newsweek, of course, her book, Maximum Harm, uh, which is uh, was just out, and uh, she's been an investigative reporter for some time. So pretty interesting stuff. I mean, just trying to piece it together, it's it's basically one guy's word is what it sounds like at this point who's trying to finger Hanley, but uh, the FaceTime um, – you know, to get him on the phone, that's obviously going to raise uh, <laughs> some serious questions from law enforcement. The last we saw from Hanley, we had it was like an Instagram post. I believe he was out of the country. And the, and as far as the timing goes, if indeed the car stop was May the thirtieth, the DFA came May twenty fifth. So, not to say there couldn't have been you know potentially some connections. If you want to go down that uh, road that the Red Sox were already uh, aware of, that they were concerned about, again, the, the, from the Red Sox point of view, they claim they knew, no, knew nothing about this and it was purely a baseball decision. So you, know, you can take them at their word on that. But uh, the timing is certainly curious. And then, uh, you know, once the wheels were in motion, it was it seemed the fait accompli that Hanley was no longer going to be a member of the Boston Red Sox. He had to clear waivers. Nobody was going to pick him up. He was untradeable. So, um if if the car stop had happened May 23rd, I think it would be even even more of a uh, of a red flag that this was directly related uh, to the situation and the possible connection here. But at this point, it's just not it's not ironclad, and you know, uh, who knows what Delcio Rodriguez and and the relationship with he and Hanley Ramirez is, but. There's no doubt there is a huge curiosity and has been without even these rumors as to why the Red Sox released Hanley. And at the tail end of the road trip, when the offense was struggling, it was starting to be brought up more and more as, wow, can't believe the Red Sox let this guy go. They ate $15 million of his salary this year. Of course, there was a financial component to next year. They got out from under the vesting option. And uh, I believe that was, you know, the primary reason. But now you throw this into the mix and you start to scratch your head. All right, he had a pretty good start to the year he definitely had a skid it was uh you know a two to three week lull um and it's a hefty price tag to be committed to for next year but when you're a team like the red sox who were in a tight race with the yankees and every at this point every game in the standings matters otherwise you're going to end up in a one game playoff here with a team like seattle that you see in front of you they can give them some problems and they've got <laughs> and they've got guys that uh Give the Red Sox issues like Denard Spann and Nelson Cruz, who did again tonight for seven RBI. Yes, the Red Sox came back and won it, but they want to avoid that. All this going into, it's a stunning baseball move, really is, for the Red Sox to release Hanley Ramirez when they did. It was stunning, and it's even more stunning that he's not popped up with any other team. Now, potentially, now that the traffic stop happened and Hanley was involved and law enforcement is starting to connect the two. Even if Hanley's innocent, that may have scared teams away from going out and signing Hanley Ramirez, as cheap as he would be. You know, you can pick him up for the veteran minimum at this point, uh, and teams are not going to have to pick up that uh, huge contract that the Red Sox had to eat. But, you know, if there's 
if he's a potential character concern, not just in the clubhouse, but, you know, he's going to be bringing this kind of attention, national drug ring, international drug ring, whatever the possibility is, here is this this Lawrence-based ring, which uh, stretches into New Hampshire, and there are a lot of tentacles, it seems like, of it, then you can see why he wasn't picked up. So um, <laughs> what would be curious now is where, however this plays out, the Red Sox are now with Major League Baseball on the record as saying we knew nothing about this. We were unaware. Hanley's agent also telling Bob Nightingale, Hanley has no knowledge or had no knowledge of this ongoing investigation, which is kind of murky, I guess. You can sort of play semantics with it. But if later it's found out that indeed there was some knowledge in the organization and there's enough rumor mill stuff going, it's hard to think that nobody around the team knew a little bit of something that this was possible because at least in the last three weeks since Hanley's departure, there have been you know, people that have been floating things out that have been unsubstantiated. But of course, Michelle McPhee is able to get on the record, some uh, uh, law enforcement sources which confirm that there is some kind of connection to this. So what's your thoughts on it at 617-779-7937? What do you make of what Michelle McPhee had to say and Hanley's connection uh, to it? Uh, you know, it's a big swing here. If, if Hanley's involved, definitely. If he's not involved, I guess as far as what you can honestly say, do you? Bu- let's revisit the Hanley release. Do you buy that... There's a possibility that the Red Sox released Hanley Ramirez for baseball purposes only, for baseball decisions only. I think the skepticism on that was, no, it's financial driven. Pardon me, financially driven, uh, particularly next year. They wanted out from under it. But um, he was scuffling a bit. If Hanley were back on the team right now, Mitch Moreland would not be playing as much as you've seen him. But they've got other issues now where you're looking out to add a right-handed bat at the trade deadline. So obviously you gave up a guy who would be a pretty good right-handed bat at a minimum for you on the bench. Whether or not, forget about this drug ring association, if that's untrue, whether he would have been a willing, a guy willing to sit on the bench and, uh, and be a good team guy, it seemed like he was enjoying himself this year and that he and Alex Cora had a decent relationship. That may not be the case now. But Alex Cora did, was asked about this report by Michelle McPhee in the postgame all he would say about it was, uh, I hope it's not true, uh, and saying that uh, he knew nothing about it. So there, he and the Red Sox are very aware of the report right now, and uh, uh, certainly we're going to be you know, kind of picking apart speculation over this over the next 24 hours, if not longer. So 617-779-7937, what sense do you make of the Michelle McPhee report? And looking back on it now, the release of Hanley Ramirez, the DFA on May 25th, Eventually cut loose in early June. This traffic stop on May the 30th with the guy who FaceTimed Hanley uh, when he had possession, as Michelle McPhee said, of a black box that he didn't want searched and said that it was Hanley's property, later found to have drugs in it, fentanyl. And uh, that led, I think, uh, the connection there is to some larger sting in the uh, the federal investigation of this Lawrence drug ring. So, uh a lot to kind of digest there. We'll take a quick break. Be back with Red Sox Review with you until midnight tonight. 14 to 10, the Red Sox win it over the Mariners. I'm Ken Laird. You're listening to Sports Radio, WEEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.